As I search for the white dove, I wonder if she searches for me. Or if my hopes of finding her are nothing more than an ill-conceived fantasy. You see... Salutations, mortals, and welcome to From the Jump. This is Oaken, your host, and I'm here today with none other than the traveling maniac himself, Malkovich. What's up, brother? What's happening, man? What up, man? It's been a Let long time. Let the people know time, who you man. are for those that, that live under a rock somewhere. <laughs> a long time, man. I haven't seen you since KL, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. KL was the last time we saw you. That was 2017? Probably, man. Amazing. Yeah, time wild. flying. <laughs> so uh just just give the people a little intro of yourself uh just let them know who you are um yeah well i am a rapper who until the world ended was traveling the world for about eight years practically non-stop with one bag and i have slash had a project called one bag you can uh, go on the internet and Google hashtag number one BAG and you'll find everything relating to my project. And uh, I recorded a few albums. I did one in Namibia with uh, Becoming Phil. I did one in Cambodia with Mute Speaker. I did one in Italy with Funk Prez. And uh, I was uh, living in Vietnam for the last two years. Mm-hmm. And um, then coronavirus appeared, and now I'm in L.A. riding it out. And now, you, you know, the craziest thing is you're known on the internet. I mean, I, it's, it's a tagline I also, I also know you were by. The homeless traveling rapper. You know? <laughs> that's, that's how you're known. Now, let's, let's just jump into that a little bit, because your creative journey actually spans different sections it's not just like a you know you say yeah you're a rapper but before you became or not even bef- not before you became malkovich the rapper but you know the, the intersections of your different creative aspects or you, you know what i mean like can yeah. we just go back to a bit about you know how you got to the point of being a writer at one point you know having your own pr agency but also at the same time incorporating your music and your knowledge of the the, the music industry as a whole into how mm. you wanted to prog- progress as an as an artist well when i started rapping no one was paying attention to us mm-hmm. and uh at the same time i was in the high school newspaper and I jumped from that to interviewing rappers for The Source and Vibe and XXL. This was back in the like late 90s, early 2000s. And once you get into that world, it's not too hard to get into the PR world because in the, in the journalism world, you are bugging the editors to give you jobs. And then in the <laughs> PR world, you are bugging editors to listen to your artist's music. So okay. yeah. it's it's the same relationships, you know? Yeah. So a lot of people go from journalism to PR. Mm-hmm. And 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 if they are also artists who are trying to get their stuff looked at too, then you're just killing a few birds with one stone. 
Exactly. So, so you, you line them up literally to take advantage of everything you could because of the background that you were coming from as well, basically. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a way to make money because my friends needed PR and it was a way to get famous because I needed it. Now, that brings me to my next thing of, of collaborations, which you are massive on. I mean, I don't think I know anybody that has actually collaborated anywhere near the way you have. It's not just a, oh, let's send each other beats and make a, it's a, oh, let me come to your country and, you know, post stuff yeah. at yours and let's make a fucking album. Like, yeah. that, that amount of trust in another artist, you know, um, speak to me, just speak to us a bit about, you know, that, especially the first time that you decided, you know what, I'm going to get on a fucking plane and I'm going to go see what's happening over here. Because you just like... Yeah, that. Well, I mean, Namibia started it. There wasn't a one bag until uh, until I went to NAMM. And I was just... Uh, like, I had a bad year in LA and it was kind of like my quarter-life crisis, you could say. And I just threw all my shit out the window and I went to New York for a few months thinking I was going to live there. Uh, but then uh, that wasn't going to work out. So I was in New Orleans and Atlanta and I was talking to Phil the whole time. He, me and him were just Twitter friends and yeah. he was just like, come on down. And I was like, okay. And I just booked the flight and, and I came and then I ended up returning three times, probably stayed a total of a year, you know, had the time of my life. And I just realized that this was a unique way to see the world and make some unique music. And, and you know, it's hard to make music interesting these days, you know? Like, everyone's got a song. And like, just on an absolute level, there's so many more songs in the world than there's ever been now. And it's like anything in life. When you have, when you go from having 200 albums a year to like, 200,000 albums that come out every year like yeah. it just it's not as special anymore like how could it be you know it's just economics so yeah. what can you do to make your music a, a little different and uh that was my answer no and 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 again like i mean that's that was when i met you when you came down uh, and you and phil were working and i i was almost every day over at Phil's house while he was creating those beats of mine uh, for my tape, which I still haven't finished, but that's that's a, that's a different story. I mean, look, the, the album still isn't out. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But it's building, we're building, you know what I mean? As long as we're still creating, I don't think it's like a... Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I literally have four albums on private right now in, in my SoundCloud, mixed and mastered and ready. <laughs> like, there are four of them. Like, four albums, mixed and mastered, not semi-done, to completely totally mixed complete. and right, and I'm just uh, you know now it's just about me. I'm going back to the PR side of things and corralling all of my knowledge on how to break hip hop records and mixing it in with some big data analytics that I've learned and just trying to create perfect campaigns and then obviously I'll be utilizing them myself too. So. That's the plan right now. And in a way, coronavirus has helped because like, you know, these are the kind of big plans that you just, this is no time for them, you know, until yeah. something like this happens and then everything stops and you're just like, all right, let's get it done. We could have had this conversation right. years ago. But anyway, that brings me to my next point. 
you are one of the very few people that I know that on your journey of going along and creating music in these different countries, whether it's Cambodia, whether it's KL, wherever you find yourself, um, you tend to also bring people into the fold of giving that knowledge transfer, you know, where you actually impart knowledge on how they can go about making i mean you did it with me when when you were in nam we sat down and you were like look man you want to make some money let me show you how to do some of this pr work and in that you showed you 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 introduced me to a whole another view of this industry you know and i already got to see behind the curtain but you didn't just stop there i mean meta was with us there were so many people and then you took it to every other country that you went to is this something that you truly believe like in doing or is it just coincidence that you're like ah okay i found myself here, i found some cool people let me do it or is it that you well, it's, it's what I'm uh, you know that it, it it turned into you know in in the same way that pr was feeding me and my career the one bag project was feeding me and my career as well. Like, like it, it helped me make the music, but you know, I also need employees. You know, I need I need people to to make this PR company grow. So, yeah. when I was in Nam, uh, I mean, when I was when I was working with you and Meta, that was actually the second crew in Nam that I had. The first crew was I went to the Polytechnic, I rented a room. And then I, I hired four college students and we were in there for like four months working. So, yeah. you know, after Nam blew up in my face, uh, I went to Malaysia and uh, I hired a guy there too. And we were working and I still, I still have two employees in Malaysia that work remotely. And then, um, then Vietnam opened up. Now I have two floors, 20 staff. Like I'm literally like... And I'm you bossing. built a studio. You built a yes. music studio up there as well. I was like, yes. what the hell? <laughs> yes. So, you know, this is, this is, uh, like, it's always, always killing a few birds with one stone. Always taking care of the music and always taking care of the money. And, and, and that, just, just to touch a little bit on uh, the blowing, the movie are blowing up in your face. You were wild, man. <laughs> that was the wildest story I ever heard of. I won't go into detail, but I will I say. I, I, like, I still haven't even told that story yet. There's only there's only a couple people that have heard that one in detail, you know? It, 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 again, like, it's just, you know, people, all my friends are still putting out mad music, like, yeah. every year, every month. And they come to me to promote it. And I'm happy to help them. But only a few of them notice that I haven't put out anything in years. In and, years. and occasionally they go, well, you know, what's wrong with you, man? Why you ain't putting nothing out? And I'm like, because you put out something every year and it does dick. It goes nowhere and it does nothing. <laughs> so, so like, you know, if you, re if you insist on going out there and making the same mistake over and over again, I'm going to help you as much as I can. But yeah. if you ask me, everyone here, and I mean everyone, needs to pump the brakes and analyze and think about how to do this smart. I mean, that's why yeah. I've taken a few years off because there's just something not, something not working right now with the DIY approach mm -hmm. of record and release and tell your friends and cross your fingers and hope for the best. Like, that's not working. Yeah, I think I, th I totally agree with you on that. I think people need to really look at uh, new models of how things are going to work, especially like after Corona, like 
after Corona, everything's about to change a lot. Um, and that said, uh, I have a question for you, but it's, it's, it's one of these questions that aren't actually my questions. It's, I got it from one of our creative adjacent uh, individuals. And it's more around how are you going? Okay, for you, it's, it's very special because you already set up different places, as you just said. You know, you still got employees in Vietnam and in different places that are still working remotely. But b- besides that business that we spoke of, are there other avenues that you're looking at or that you already have looked at of creating uh, different streams of revenue for you, additional ones, during this lockdown, global lockdown period of ours? Okay, yo, yo. I got you back. I got you back. <laughs> it's the global. Ah, oh, man. Uh, different streams. Um, nah, man. I mean, the, the PR thing is could potentially be so huge that I don't really need to think about other streams right now. Um, but um, I have been looking into importing masks. <laughs> Such an ass, dude. <laughs> I mean, very calm, you know. Like I'm, I'm sitting there, you know. We were surrounded by manufacturers, you know. Yeah, yeah no doubt. So, so I've been, so I've been looking into that, but it's very complicated, and I'm a bit late to the party. There's a lot of guys running around here right now with this bright idea. You know, we were calling the hospitals up and shit. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see about it. But, nah, nah. I mean, you know, if, if I could create a product that would help all artists get ahead, I think uh, that would be worth millions of dollars. And that's and that's one thing I've always admired about you. You know, look, you, you you're not a person that's like, look, I don't need money at all ever. You know, but it's not the it's not like the ultimate driving force behind why you do things. It's more. It seems like for, for you, it's more about the passion of getting the 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 dream that you have in mind, like realized. You know, is is that a, is that a fair uh, statement? Yeah, well, I mean, money is definitely part of the dream, but uh, it's uh, it, it's uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I've, you know, it it drives me nuts, really, on a level. You know, like this is something that keeps me up at night, and I mean, it kept me up last night. Uh, it, it, it's like I got a big vision, and uh, it's just got to get done. So yeah, it is about more than money. And that's and that's beautiful. I mean, do you? And, and this is another point that I again, like, this, I haven't even gone to my questions. Maybe, let me first go to one of these questions. Otherwise, I'm just I'm just asking you off the cuff things. All right, uh, all right. Here's one. It's, it's, it's actually the most important question that I have written down, and, and you got to take it seriously, right? Superheroes or supervillains? Which one? Why? And all these antiheroes, Deadpool, them, they all fall under villains. So, like, if you had to choose one category to ride with? Would it be the heroes or the villains? Heroes. All right, why? Because they're heroes. <laughs> That's some bullshit, dude. <laughs> what do you mean? How can you just say because they're heroes? <laughs> dude, what do you mean? Because they're good. They're, they're, they're strong and good. Who wants to run around with bad guys? I don't know. I'm not, I'm, well, I'm about that villain life, you know. Fucking heroes, man. No, you're not. You're a teddy bear, bro. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, but I like super villains. Super villains are like more intricate. They got their backstories are better. They all 
aren't so bitter. Like fuck that shit, man. It's just like bitter stories. Yeah, but you're a nice guy. You don't want you you, you like to examine them, but you're not. I, yeah, gonna I don't run need to be the villain. <laughs> Yeah. Plus, you know, everybody's a villain it. in somebody's story. You know, that's just how life works. I don't buy it. You're a nice guy. You're, you're a hero, bro. You're a hero. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's speak about heroes for one second, right? So one of my one of my, my heroes of all time, DJ Premier, when you released, uh, I think it was Great Expectations in 2013? Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 he co-signed that record. Um, yeah. Was that... Like, how did that feel? Like, when you when you got that co-sign, and it was like, yo, Premier's like, this is, you know, what up? I mean, it was great. What was it, your initial it, reaction? Well, you know, it doesn't count for a ton in the big scheme of things. I mean, all due respect to Primo, but I mean, like, it's, you know, he just played a record on the radio, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it didn't change a whole lot for me, but it told me that, like, you know, one thing that you have to learn when you're making hip hop music is your mix and your master and your elements, you know, and your beat and your drums. And like, like, you know, when when I'm listening to my early stuff, it's like, mm, nah, that just wasn't right. But like, when you listen to a record like Bed Bugs, which Bill made, yeah, yeah. and then you listen to the mix and the master, and then Primo puts it in the mix before like Jigga, you know, and after Biggie, and it flows like, you know, you know that you know that your sound is on point. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And and that and that is something that like it's such a big factor. You know, getting your sound on point is such a big part of the game. No, such a no big doubt, part no of the, the formula. Speaking about the game, you know, and and because you've 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 literally lived different parts of different sectors of the industry, as people would call it. Um, what would you say, and, and and I mean not just to up-and-coming rappers, but up-and-coming creatives that are moving through some of these, you know, different industries. What if you could give them one piece of advice, just one piece of advice? What would be? What would it be? From all your experience, it would be to be consistent, like. I know that it doesn't sound, uh, I know that it goes against my previous advice of, uh, you know, stop. Mm-hmm. But like, once you stop and you and you analyze and you learn what you want to do and how you want to do it, you have to keep doing it. Yeah. You know, like guys will drop some shit in January and then they come back and drop some shit in June, you know? And, you, and you've lost all the momentum, it's gone, mm-hmm. you know? So you have to be consistent, you know, like, uh, one one principle of marketing is that people need to see your name in like three places and yeah. then it clicks for them yeah. you know they got to hear about you from their friend they got to see you in their feed mm-hmm. and you know like one other place and then they're like okay this is a person that I need to pay some attention to you know yeah. so you have to work to create that wall of activity around your audience so just be consistent and find find a team find people that are also serious and cooperate you know and 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 if and if you can't then um then you're better off alone you know what i mean like 
you yeah, can instead work of getting with, fake people in, the, in, in just to surround yourself with. Rather just, well, you know, like I got friends who are just rappers and yeah. it took me a long time to accept that. You know, they, they're just rappers. They're not gonna be marketing guys. They're not gonna, you know, take the song you're on and, you know, push it get a bunch of other people looking at it. Like, that's just not what they're gonna do. They're just gonna drop a dope verse and then they're gonna, that's it, that's the end of it. So, you know, once you understand that, yeah. you know, then you, you can move a lot easier. Got you, got you, got you. Now, you know, you since you've been like around the world, you know, and you and you, you've got this constant theme of one bag. What would you say are five things? All right, besides, of course, underwear, socks, toothbrush, and whatnot. I'm talking about like five additional things that you need to take with you when you go to another country, when you are on your move. Um, just five uh, of them. Um, well, it's always good to have spare passport shots because when you, sometimes you need to fill out for a visa on the spot mm -hmm. and they, and they want photos, you know, you have to attach it to the visa. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good one. Um, I mean, nowadays you want those wipes, you know, you want those, <laughs> you, you, you want to wipe your seat down. That's important. <laughs> Um, and really like the most important thing is what you don't carry like don't fuck up and you know have a bag of weed in there or something <laughs> like, I knew you were gonna go that way <laughs> no, that's the worst like I mean every time the, every time I'm in customs or something and I, I put my bag through I'm like oh man please don't let there be anything weird in there and uh, you know Knock on wood, nothing yet. But yeah, the vastly most important thing is what you don't take. Got you, got you. So, what was your your favorite place or out of all of them? You know that you that you touched down in. And I mean, I, I don't, I don't think. I guess you love things about different parts of. Oh, Namibia, Namibia, Namibia. Just straight up and down, damn. That's that. that. Straight up and down. There we go. That's what it is. Yeah, no, we we love that you. You know, we'll make you an honorary student, like 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 citizen. Don't worry, we got you. We got you. We'll sell you uh, off to somebody. We're going to marry you off to somebody, it. bro. <laughs> we'll go marry you off to somebody. Don't worry. Okay, <laughs> Get your green right. card, I mean, baby. <laughs> it, it's been five years since I got thrown out of there, so I figured, now, you, you know. You can come back now. Yeah, I think so. Well, let's just see, uh, you know, when this uh, when the world stops ending, let's uh, let's see what's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as, as I call it, PC, post-corona. That's, that's, that's yeah. where we're going to be at, post-corona, PC time. Mm -hmm. It's going to be different, though. I don't think anybody's ready for it. And then, so um, now that you can't, for the foreseeable future for now, uh, you won't be able to be moving around and, and, and doing the one bag and, you know, being in different places to be able to, to, to make music with different artists. Is there another medium that you're thinking of using um, just to collaborate and, and work with people? No, not really. I mean, like... I made the albums and I haven't released them yet. And I've got the footage and I've got the story and I'm still recording. And I just, it's time to start rolling all this shit out, really. So it's it's kind of good that I'm grounded for a bit because now it's time to drop, 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 Guys, drop, it's, drop. It's all, it's all work, it's all full steam ahead. Everything time to go. drop, baby. Now, you, you are a rapper, but you're also a DJ, a very good DJ at that. Um, and I love the fact that you never play like the 
the standard records that everybody's out there playing when 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 you dj it's about let's have some real fucking fun not be pretentious and stand in a corner type of of dj now yeah well i, I had a lot of fun uh at the at jojo's we were doing the the walkabout event that was one of my favorites it was, fun. It was cool because you know it it wasn't it wasn't like a club nighttime um slot so mm-hmm. people didn't come there you know trying to dance and then getting pissed off when i don't play dance records you know like <laughs> it was an evening thing so they just came to sit down and have a drink and actually listen you know yeah. Yeah. And and that's what I do, you know. I don't necessarily play dance music. I play shit that you actually want to like listen to. So uh that was a lot of fun. But um yeah, I, I try to DJ everywhere I go. I was doing some stuff in Vietnam too. Um mm-hmm. I haven't DJed in LA lately, but yeah, I mean, I'm always looking for new stuff partially because I like to sample, you know. Yeah. Like I don't make a lot of my own beats. I do occasionally, but what I normally do instead is I find old tracks and I give them to my producers. You know, I have like, uh, I have a Google Drive and I have like, <laughs> at any one time I got like, you know, 50, 60 old tunes on there and my guys all have the link. Okay. And I just say, hey, you know, do what you want with it and send it to me. And, you know, for instance, there's one song that maybe one guy made a beat out of and another guy made two beats out of, you know? Okay, and they'll man. give me first dibs on them. And if I don't like them, then they can do whatever they want with them. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, a lot of the beats that you hear me on are beats that, like, I found the source sample. And then had people... And those are the same records that I play out when I'm DJing. Which is another thing. Um, you, you, you tend to play not just obscure records that, you know, people will be like, have to sit down and think and be like, damn, not only is it a good song, but like, I want to know who the fuck the artist is because I don't know who it is. But at the same time, you do tend to also just pop in your own ones, you know, every now and then just to give that people that, that Malkovich in it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, when you were in Namibia, there was a lot of, we, we did a lot of partying, let's not lie. We, 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 were, we were partying a lot. But at the same time, there was a lot of work that was going on. How are you finding, like, throughout more, more and more of your travels as you continue on this journey, how are you finding that balance of, you know, being able to still keep up with how you want to be out there partying when you do want to party and doing the work when it needs to get done? Are you finding it well, a bit I, difficult? I, mean, I, I party less now, you know, like, Nam is a hell of a place to party, you know? And when you're coming down off that, like, there's not really, you know, too much else to do, really. Like, you know, since since I lived in Nam, I lived in New York for about a year, uh, which is definitely a place to party, and I was doing it. Uh, and then I lived in, you know, Malaysia and Vietnam and Southeast Asia. It is a place to party, but I don't particularly enjoy it. Uh, they just, you know, they're not, they're not hip hop people. They don't like hip hop like that, you know? Yeah. And, and, and if you're a tourist and you come with your friends, you're partying great. But if you live there, yeah. you're not hanging out with tourists. You're hanging out <laughs> with the locals and the locals, you know, they, they like to drink coffee and eat and, you know, they're not like, they're not really partying like that. Yeah. So it's different, you know, but, but necessary, like. 
you know, I always said that there's Namibia and there's Vietnam, you know, it's the two Noms. And to me, they're totally opposite. Like Namibia was all the party, all the friendship, but like ultimately business couldn't get done on the level that I wanted it to get done. <laughs> and then and then Vietnam is a total flip. It's a total opposite. Like I can't party like that. I don't have so many friends, but business is getting handled. So, you know, it's all about phases. Yeah, no, and, and, and you know, I think doing that and moving from place to place like that, it, it, it helps you grow so much. I mean, you've, you've, you could probably write 20 books right now on like the past four years, you know, it's just like that. Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm working on one. Uh, it's just a journal, you know, but it's gigantic. And, uh, you know, I'd say in about 10 years, it'll be one book okay 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 we're looking forward to that one that's for sure now since you've been back in la have you been reconnecting with a lot of the the, the people that your old peeps that you used to to you know kick it with I or was. work with or are you doing it or has it been more new people that, that you've been connecting with i was as soon as i got back here i was like okay we need to get in the studio because for the last couple of years in Vietnam, you know, I've been recording, but it's been me completely alone. Like yeah. people send me beats and I rap to them and then I write to them and it's all me, nobody yeah. else. And and like after a while, you're just like, man, like this sucks. Like it's nice to it's nice to rap with your friends. It's nice to create things with other people. Other people, yeah. So uh I just started paying for studio sessions at my boy's uh, studio, and I just started calling in a lot of other guys, like, you know, like usual collaborators, but then like people a little bit outside of the circle, but but like all people who know me, that was the rule. Like I've been, I've been spearheading these sessions, and I think I even sent you guys some beats. Yeah, 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 we're working on them. <laughs> and, and I was just, I was just like, you know, I want to make a bunch of songs. Maybe it'll be an album, maybe not. Maybe I'll just end up with like 20 pasta cuts, you know? But, yeah, the, yeah. but the rule is that I have to know everyone personally. I don't want, I don't, you know, my friend was like, hey, we can get so-and-so on the record. And I'm like, I don't know him. I don't want him on the record. You know, like, <laughs> like, like I need, I need people that I know. So, you know, we got a song, I got a couple songs out of those sessions with Fat Lip from the far side. I got a couple of uh, songs in those sessions with Mike and Nine from Freestyle Fellowship, Merce from Living Legends, mm -hmm. uh, Quelle Chris, uh, and about 10 or 15 of the other usual suspects. So those sessions were going really well until Corona. So now it's just a total email job, you know? Yeah. Like I got another Google Drive, which is all beats. And those go to all the rappers and they're just like, okay, I like that one. I like this one. And then they write their 16 and they send it to me. And then I just put these tracks put together, together in Pro Tools. And then when everyone else has gone on the beat, then I come in last. <laughs> you see, and, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, I always tell people like, can you send me like, finish your shit off. Don't tell me let's, yo, do your verse. Do what verse? Like, can you finish your shit so I can know how it ends? Because I'm always nope. at the end of the track, so how, finish your shit, bro. I need to know how to end it. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I, I I let you finish the shit because then I know exactly what moves you guys are going to pull. 
and I can do something completely different. <laughs> I got you. I got you doing that research. <laughs> research while you go. <laughs> yeah, that's bro. That's, that's the science. Let everyone else go first, and then you can expertly figure out how you're going to uh, come in and be unique and different. So uh, just, just, just to move on with it. So, oh, wait. Let me look back at my... Nah, I don't want to ask you. Oh, yeah, there's one question. I do want to ask you one more from these questions. Um, is there one from all all of the opportunities that have come your way throughout your creative journey, what's the one opportunity you didn't take that you wish you really would have taken? Uh... Mm. I, think, I, I think I wish that uh, before I left LA, I think I wish I would have done a little less DJing, a little more rapping. Like, I I started getting heavy into the DJing. I was DJing three, four nights a week and partying and drinking. And, you know, if you want to be a rapper, if you want to get serious, there's only one way to do it. And it's to go in and go hard. Life is time. Life is 24 hours in a day. If you're spending one hour a day on rap, then I'm sorry, but you're not a rapper. Yeah, no, it's not going to work like, out. Like, like you're 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 competing with people who are, you know, putting their whole life into this, and you're going to lose. And I lost, so that was part of the reason why I got all depressed and left LA because you know I, I didn't really have anyone to blame but myself in that respect, you know. So, you know, I think I made up for it somewhat. You know, I made lemonade out of lemons, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you want to be a rapper, then you got to go in. You got to go all the way in. I would say, I mean, you got four albums that are just waiting. They're done. That that kind of says you went in, bro. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I still might be able to turn this thing around. You know? Nah, nah but, I'm saying, but, but, man, of course. <laughs> but, the, but the fact is, is, is if you want to be something, yeah, then yeah. you got to be it. You know, yeah, you got to jump off the cliff. And that's that's it seems to be a recurring theme is... No matter which industry of creative I speak to, you gotta you gotta take the, the opportunities that come here. You gotta jump off the cliff and be like, look, I don't know if it's gonna work. It might suck, might not, but commit. let me try. Yeah, the you word the word is commitment. There we go. There we go. You know, <clears throat> and and in saying that, because I know it's it's one of your I know some of your pet peeves, but for for people out there that don't know uh, Malkovich that well, what is the one of the things that really like pisses you off. I'm talking about really grinds your gears down to the point where you're like, fuck, but you don't really express it. And you're a very expressive person. So is there mm. one that you're just like, you know what? I'm just gonna, this is the one that I'll just let slide whenever people do it. Mm. Uh, nah, you know, <laughs> like I learned, I learned, I, I learned not to let people bother me, you know, like, mm. Like, I was, you know, I started a crew in the late 90s and the early 2000s, you know, and we had broken up by like 2005. And, you know, those are, those are the really wild years. And those are the years where I learned the lessons, you know, like there are some people in the crew that I, I love them all and they were brothers, but they were in a bad place. Uh, they were my brothers, but they were in a bad place. And, you know, they, took me for granted in a lot of ways and they kind of, you know, abused me in a lot of ways. And I learned 
a lot from that and it never happened again like like i i know who i know who to surround myself with yeah. and and everyone knows how i roll and i just don't have problems with people anymore like it just doesn't happen you know like like the only the only thing that pisses me off these days is is me is myself <clears throat> you know like like i'm only critical of myself that's it all right, I get you. I get you. I get you. I mean, and which 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 is truly the only person you have control over is yourself, and, and that's that's whose actions you can control. And speaking right. of actions, dude, I, I still want to give you mad props for for coming through when I was in Malaysia and doing that uh, that poetry set. Oh man! And you just randomly showed up and was like, "Yo, I'm fucking here, bro!" <laughs> like that was madness. I was like, "What the fuck, bro? Like, aren't you in another country? How'd you even get here? Like." That wow. in itself, like, how long were you even in Malaysia for that time? Um, I've lived in Malaysia on and off for a total of a year, but it was always in the north, in Penang, you know? Uh, you were in KL. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man, that place. I need to go back to KL, bro. Like, that, the food, the part. Uh, anyway, that's that's another story. Let's let's not delve too, too, too deeply into that one. <laughs> But James, I would love to say thank you for coming through to From the Jump, giving people a little bit of knowledge and insight to the, you know, behind the scenes and how some of these things actually work and not just, oh, here's a CD, here's a dope track and, and I hope you like it. But could you please plug yourself like shamelessly right now, like let people know mm -hmm. where they can get at your music, where they can find out about you and your moves. Go go on any go on Google, Instagram, Twitter, and type in hashtag number one B A G hashtag one bag. You'll find blessings, blessings, my brother. Thank you for coming through for us and stay safe out there. I really do hope you're able to get back to the ground because I know you love traveling. Being in one place is not really you. <laughs> Nothing more than an ill-conceived fantasy. You see, I constantly think about one. You seem to dream about another, making it almost impossible to visualize myself being with.